Get ready to talk sports with Daryl. Welcome to Sports Info UM featuring Daryl Oliver. Daryl knows the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now here's Daryl. And welcome to Sports Info UM. Man, it's a whole lot going on in the world of sports. Serena Williams. Her story is a big story. You know, college football is doing its thing. A couple of weeks ago, we had a gentleman on our show who had not watched an NFL game in the entire 2017 season. And he's not sure if he's going to watch one this year. Ted, thanks for being on the show. And um, this week, we have another gentleman on our show, former University of Miami, a hurricane player back from the 70s, played um, college football at the University of Miami from 1970 to 1974 and coached 1975 to 1977. So um, this uh, Henry Radford is his name. And the unique thing about Henry Radford, and Henry is a guy that is paying it forward. You know, I mean, when you when you think about someone paying it forward, you think about someone that's helping people or helping children or helping a certain community. No, Henry is a part of a homeless ministry through his church that they help everybody. And Henry's been doing this thing. He's headed this thing for over 22 years and he's going to talk about some of the people they help and even give us some tips on how we can help people in our community that are that are maybe in, that are down. And, and it's not about giving. And when we talk to Henry and get his story as much as it is about how you help people to um, to overcome. So I think Henry's story is going to be a, 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 a very enlightening story to to avoid. To Voice America and to Sports Info UM listeners. But yesterday, guys, NFL started their season. They opened the season. And actually, the season opened on Thursday with some great games out there. Um, the, the Atlanta Falcons lost to the, um, to, to, the, to the Super Bowl champions. And the Super Bowl champions would be the Philadelphia Eagles. And are we all right, Josh? All right. Hey, guys. Well, anyway, Philadelphia Eagles beat the Falcons. Uh, the Super Bowl champions beat the Falcons. But the standout for this game would have to be Julio Jones and what he was able to do. 10 receptions, 169 yards. I mean, the guy went off. And here he is still about the fourth or fifth paid highest um, paid highest paid receiver in the league. Something has to be done about that. And I'm sure this, that the Falcons have to see where their, where their bread is buttered. And they have to see that um, they have to see that that, hey, Julio Jones is worth it worth his weight in gold. Yep. Hey, um, Josh, do we have we have Henry on board with us now? Yes. Henry, how's it going? Excellent, excellent, excellent. May God you bless know, us all. 
Amen, brother. Amen. God bless us all. Thank you for that, Henry. You know, I, I was I was giving a little bit of an intro about you, and um, you know, you're you're married to your wife Janine now for um uh, 25 twenty five years. years. Twenty four yep. years. You have a son named Benjamin, only child, and uh, your father was a a Moorhead um Morehouse graduate. Morehouse graduate. Yes. 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 Wow. And and Henry, you know, um, I, you graduated from college. In 1975, His, his his graduation, his certification for being a cosmetologist, and he just thought that was a wonderful thing. And I still have that piece of paper in my possession today because it is a big thing. But to think that your father graduated from Morehouse College, and that had to be back in the in the, in the 30s? Uh, no, uh, not, uh, he he graduated in 1959. 1959, he graduated from college. Wow, wow, that had to be quite an accomplishment and uh but here yes. let's get let's get right into what you do man um you know what you're doing and what you're doing for the community and well, you know well, well 23 years ago the pastor came to me and said i want us to be the church where people come who need things i said well Rev, that's a great idea he said i want you to head it up i said Rev, i can't cook he said knowing you and your ingenuity you'll figure something out. Since I couldn't cook, the first year we had hot dogs and baked beans and sweet tea. And it grew and it grew and it grew. And by the six months to a year into it, my wife became pregnant. And when I found out I was going to be a father, I went into the next year. People that I knew I would invite them to come to the church, and they would see anywhere from 35 to 50 people, men and women, uh, getting hot dogs, baked beans, sweet tea, because all of this was coming out of my pocket. But I noticed that the first time they came and saw what was really happening, either they came or they told people about it, and it grew and it grew. And then one young lady asked me, Coach, can you get me clothes? I was like, clothes? And I got her clothes. And I told her, I said, if you want to pay me back, the next time I see you, bring a friend. Sure enough, that next Saturday, she showed up with her friend. I said, now, let's get started. I gave her and her friend clothes, and then word got out that if you go see Coach, he'll take care of everything. And I would always remind people, I have nothing to do with it. It's God. And yeah. before I knew it, people were coming to see me give clothes. And they started bringing clothes. And before I knew it, we were running. Things were going great. And the whole thing is, my mother taught me that if you give something to somebody and they can never give you anything back, they feel guilty. So, uh, so... Put them in a situation, 
where they can do something for you. Make a cake. Make some cornbread. Some college. Do something. And then, when that happened, more and more people started giving, and the and it kept growing. And now, 23 years later, uh, every Saturday we have between 60 and 65 people, men and women, children, uh, regardless. They don't have to come to. They don't have to come and attend our church. Just come on Saturday and get something to eat and get some clothes. But most importantly, get some hope. The most important thing we can give people is hope, where they understand that other people care. It's not just coach. So that's why uh, when we have our reunions, players from UM come and they see that we're really helping people. Now we have different auxiliaries of the church cooking. Now we have big-time chefs coming to cook. The menu is varied. Uh, last Saturday, uh, we had baked chicken, uh, sweet peas, mashed potatoes, and cornbread. And we fed almost 75 people, gave away clothes, and it's growing. And as Thanksgiving approaches, we're already starting our canned good drive. Uh, last year, we had almost 2,000 canned goods to hand to people so they would have a regular Thanksgiving. But but the thing people don't understand most is every time I help somebody, what I really do is bless myself. The look on Amen. their faces when you give them shoes or pants or clothes and nothing in return, but they understand that if Coach ever needs help, we'll come and help him. We had the storm down here. And the church was damaged. I got there that Saturday morning. People were waiting, not to eat, but to help us clean up the mess. And my and one of the deacons asked me, Coach, do they think they're getting paid? I said, Yes, they are. In food, in clothes, and whatever we can do. And the crowd grew. And I'm and I tell people all the time, how many men know their purpose in life? I want to be a great football player. I wanted to be a singer, but the Lord needed somebody to wash dishes. <laughs> so he picked me, and 23 years later, I wouldn't do anything else. Amen, brother. And and uh, and Henry, right now, you know, in the middle of this interview, how can people that are listening to this throughout the country and throughout the world, because Voice America is all over the country and all over the world, how can they help your ministry? They can, uh, first of all, St. James Baptist Church, 3500 Charles Avenue, Coconut Grove, Florida, 33133. And uh, and, uh, they can make a donation, or we would love more than anything for people who live in Miami to come and see. You know, my mother once told me, until you give, you have not lived. Amen, and brother. Once people, hey, and once people come and see that the clothes they donated, they go to people who look for jobs, they can finally come to church. But most importantly, they don't feel like they're left out of society. Right. And uh, it's the greatest thing 
I've ever done. It's now some of the kids that I helped 23 years ago, now they're men, and they come by Thanksgiving, Christmas. We have a bicycle drive, and these men show up now, and they say, Coach, remember that bicycle you got for me and my mother? I said, yes. He said, Coach, and you only charged her 35 cents. I said, I said, come on, coach. We 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 knew you don't get a bicycle for thirty five cents, and she explained it to us that you got bicycles for her, and in exchange, she will come and wash the dishes and set up the tables, and it grew and grew. And these gentlemen, men, now when they made a a donation, they looked me in the eye and said, coach, a favor or a favor, a life. For life, we will never forget the Christmases we had, and uh, it just keeps growing and growing. A uh, Footworks in South Miami, they give us shoes every month, eighty to a hundred pairs of shoes, going in sizes from eight to thirteen. Wow, it's amazing. That is amazing. Any more questions, sir? You know, uh, when 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 we start talking about the people that you help, we know it's a whole, it's a vast um, group of ethnicities in South Florida. You know, we have oh, sure. uh, we have Haitians, oh. we have um, Hispanics, we have um, Cubans, we have um, you know blacks, whites, and, uh, and 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 when we find when we start dealing with, and I was a social worker before I was a teacher, before I, I was anything, right out of college, I was a social worker. When we find poverty, when poverty hits people, it does not have an ethnicity that it, it chooses from. It goes from white to black. Um, it, it doesn't matter whether I mean, it's Hispanic, LGBT, whatever it is. You know, what, whoever you are, it will hit so you people, and it hits you, you hard. Know, so when people come to my door and, they, and they're not quite black and they look at me and say, are we welcome? I say, anybody who comes is welcome. I can't stand at this door and judge who should eat and who shouldn't eat. You just come here, wash your hands, and have a seat. And, uh, and it's, oh, I mean, that's the beauty of the ministry. I have Spanish clients who come and speak little English, but we figure it out. Right. I hate to say it, but they can point for what they need. Get two pair of pants, get two shirts, Get some underwear, and you're a size 11 shoe. And they get that. And they look at me, and they say, Que pasa? And I tell them, quick, this is God. I just work for him. Amen, so, uh, brother. You know, that, you know, that's the beauty of it. It's, you know, even, a, you know, even the, you know, the other community that people shun, when they come to my door, you know, the church door, and they say, are we welcome? I say this is God's house. Right. And we're, and we're speaking of the tra transgender community when they come. Oh, I mean, uh, we started with two, and they came and said, Coach, are we welcome? I said, I can't welcome. I said, I can't turn anybody away. And they came two or three more times, and they said, Coach, can we bring our friends? I said, sure. And these guys, after coming for a month, they come early now and set the table, fold the napkins, it's beautiful. And they get treated with respect because everybody knows. Coach loves it when you work. 
Charity is wonderful. But to look a man or a woman in the face and say, thank you for helping me help somebody. Then they start bringing food from home. Whatever they can donate, whatever they can do, they come to give. And uh, the ministry is growing and growing, and uh, it will continue to grow because people know all I want to do is help somebody. You know, and, and Henry, I know we're going to have this question asked about you. Uh, are you a, are you a minister, or a reverend, a deacon? Uh, which what's, what's your um, um, position in the church besides being a, head oh, of the of this um, of this ministry. giving and pay it back ministry? Well, they want me to be a deacon, they, you know. And I tell people, all I want to do is help somebody. I'm a PE mm-hmm. coach been coaching at the same school for almost 40 years. And I tell people quick, uh, I don't need glory. I don't need recognition. I just need to feed somebody or give somebody clothes and give this man hope. And as he leaves the church, they always turn around and say, Coach, you the man. And I tell them (laughs) quick, it ain't me, it's God. And then they understand that, uh, hey, this is no show. This is no, we are people helping people. And when my friends from school or when my professional friends come and they see what we're really doing, they always ask, Coach, what do, what do you need? And I tell them, clothes, socks, underwear, things these people can have, they can keep. And, uh, and when people ask me, Coach, I heard you sell these things. I said, yeah, a pair of shoes, a pair of socks, two shirts, and a pair of pants for 35 cents. And people <laughs> said, what? I said, and we offer a payment plan. You don't have 30. <laughs> and if you don't have 35 cents, give me a quarter today. And if you don't have a quarter, give me 15 cents today. But it's going to be interest. So the next time I see you, you'll probably owe me 40 cents. And everybody laughs and everybody's happy. And these people reach in their pocket and they're proud. They're absolutely delighted. And when I see them that next Saturday, they go, Coach, I got a whole dollar for you. That's why we have. I mean, I never thought that this is what I would end up. My passion in life is people coming on a Saturday and help me take out the garbage. And they tell me, Coach, uh, can you get me a size pair, size 12? Coach, really, size 13. The only thing worse than being homeless and poor is being large, either large or... And I tell people, and I go to some of my friends and say, excuse me, I need, if you could help me, with a pair of sneakers. And not only do they donate sneakers, sometimes they bring them new steel in the box. So when Randy comes up to me and says, Coach, I know you're busy, uh, I, you know, but do you have the shoes? And I go get them the shoes, steel in the box, and they look at me and I say, hey, 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 this ain't no charity. I heard, I heard you were a wonderful electrician. Uh, he goes, yeah. I said, well, sometimes we, I mean, it's like when people can give back, they're not afraid to ask. 
And as, and as long as I do this, we will grow and grow and grow. Henry, hey, man, we got to take a quick commercial break. But I want you to hold through the break and tell us more about the homeless ministry and you and, you and your life and your passion for this. Hey, guys, we're going to take okay. a quick commercial break. But when we get back, we're going to talk more with Henry about him being on the second black in the state of Tennessee to make all state. Only the second black American to make all state in the state of Tennessee. Hey, guys, we'll be right back after these messages with more of Henry Bradford on TheVoiceAmerica.com. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Get ready for the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Want to get inside of the minds of the players and coaches? We'll talk everything sports, but with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. We'll review and preview the week's big games. We'll talk about the draft choices and free agents and go inside the teams for news, recruiting, and what's next from the colleges to the pro teams. It's the Get Down with Hurley Brown, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific, on Voice America Sports. If you're looking for more information on firearms and the shooting sports, check out Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Kelly is the owner of McMillan Fiberglass Stocks with over 40 years of experience. Now he's ready to share some industry luminaries and their perspectives with you. If you're interested in firearms, whether it be for shooting, for fun, competition, hunting, or self-defense, Kelly is here to share his wisdom and experience. Listen live for Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan, Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Now is the time for a road trip for an outdoor-centered summer vacation to chase the fishing bite. So this week, the revolution with Jim and Trav, we're talking summer angling adventures. Joining us will be Dave Mercer, host of Dave Mercer's Facts of Fishing, plus J.P. DeRose from Breaking Boundaries, and Cat Daddy. Jim and Trav's Summer Angling Adventures is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver. Call him today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send an email to sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, we got got Henry Radford on the show. Um, Henry's talking about the homeless ministry that he's a part of and created down in South Florida. And, um, you know, what Henry's saying is when you bless someone, you really bless yourself. Henry, welcome back to the show. Yes. Yeah, welcome back, Henry. And and I, I love that, man. I, I'm, I'm putting that in my arsenal now. When you when you bless someone, you ble- you really bless yourself. You know, and um and I we have to pay it and, back. We really do. And and as you make eye contact with this man or this woman, they can't understand. I get this question all the time. Coach, why do you do this? I said, because God gave me a gift. I can go to people 
influential people, people who are fortunate, people who are businessmen, and I can tell them what I need. And everybody is skeptical. They ask what's the address, what the phone number is, and I love to say, why don't you come and visit? You don't have to tell me. Why don't you just show up on a Saturday morning at 12 o'clock and see how many people are sitting down waiting? I said, and wait till we open the doors and we start serving good food, ham, french fries, whatever the people who have decided that, Coach, we don't want hot dogs and baked beans this Saturday. We brought the food. And I sat back and said, Welcome aboard. And they <laughs> feed these six fifty to sixty people. I figured out we feed two hundred and fifty people a month, twelve months a year, twenty three years. And I made the promise to God when He gave me my son, Benjamin, that if when you give me this son, Lord, I'm gonna feed twenty thousand people. And after that, it, it just keeps growing and growing and growing. Yeah. People hey, um, um, Yeah. Uh, Henry, we got a call on the line. Hey, um, okay. Josh, we got Van on the line? Yeah, Daryl, Van. Van, Van, what's happening? Welcome to the show, man. We got Henry Radford on tonight talking about his, what he's, how he's paying it forward. With the homeless and um, homeless and the um, underprivileged in South Florida. Yeah, inspirational. You know, well, you know, Van. Mission. Yeah, Van. When they, when the pastor gave me this job twenty three years ago, I said, Rev, I'm a college graduate. Well, Rev, I can do something. He said, I want this to be the church when people are hungry when they're cold, when they're wet, when they have nowhere else to go. I want them to come see the church. I want them to come see me. I want them to come see God. Then I want them to come see you. And with those marching orders, man, nothing is impossible for God. Amen. I agree 100%. You have a question, Van? Yeah, I want to talk to you about Jaguars. Oh, hey. We, I know Henry don't mind us talking about the Jaguars. We had three teams in Florida win some games yesterday. Jaguars, Tampa Bay, and um, um, the Miami Dolphins. What am I thinking? It took yeah, them seven yeah. hours to play a game. Dude, yeah, the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. Longest game in history. Yeah, well, the Jags are, the Jags are in first place because the other three teams lost. <laughs> and the Jaguars <laughs> played a fairly good team, the New York Giants. And uh, I just, th- I just didn't think Tom Coughlin was going to uh, let the Giants beat him. If any team would have, would have, um, he would want to beat, you'd think it'd be the New York Giants who let him go, like they let him go. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but I don't and what, know. He seems to be the person that doesn't bother. You know, what's what, what's the deal with Leonard Fournette? Uh, I don't know. They said he uh, injured his hamstring. Yeah, you know, in an injury and, uh, like that, he probably is going to be out for a while, and that that could that could hurt the Jaguars because he's a big part of their offense, and he's on my fantasy team. That's not good. Yeah, well, uh, he had problems at LSU. Uh, 
that I was a little apprehensive when they drafted him number one. Not that he didn't have the talent, but he he, he seemed to be injury prone. Uh, yeah, he does. The thing I understand about the game yesterday was they did the same thing in this game as they did when they played New England in the championship game. They expected a defense win game, which they did. But, yeah, they were saying with that, they just kind of wanted to shut it down. They can't leave it. Yeah. Hey, Van. Man, I'm going to have to ask you to call us back, man. Sound like we got a bad connection. Please uh, give us a call back. Hey, um, but um, Henry, let's let's get back into this into your um to the ministry a little bit more before we get out of here. Um, Henry, you know the word yeah. around town, man, is that um you don't have a car. What's up with that? Well, who you are? Like the guy Juju Smith Schuster? You don't have a car. Well, uh, my wife has a, a SUV, and my okay. son has a brand and my son has a brand new truck. But well, you have two vehicles in the in the family. Yes, but uh, my wife is a kindergarten teacher, so if I call her after working with four- and five-year-olds at 5 o'clock, no, at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, she doesn't even pick up the phone. And my <laughs> son, and my son, who's a hard worker and very industrious, he'll see my number and won't even pick up. <laughs> so what do I do? Hop on my 10-speed bicycle. Wonderful with my orange helmet on for safety, and I ride. It keeps my weight down, and it's even better when people see me on Saturdays. Sometimes when she's busy and he's busy, and I pull up on the bicycle, they say, Coach, you ride a bicycle? I say, yeah. <laughs> they say, I say, I would rather ride this bicycle than not be here. I said, because uh-huh. that." You know, I say, so, and they see me get off the bicycle and lock it. They say, Coach, you got a bicycle. I say, I got to get here to work for God. Amen. And I laugh and tell people, I make $75 an hour. And people always say, is he hiring? I thought, (laughs) (laughs) I say, but yes, that's my trademark. Uh, During during the summer, uh, when we have Bible study, which turns into coaches at the church. Let's see if we can, you know, if we can get something to eat, I ride my bicycle. Well, hey, Henry. You know, man, I'm going to tell you, when, when you think about someone paying it forward, we have to think of you. And uh, tell us again how we can help you and help your ministry in South Florida. And I, this, you know, um, if, if this doesn't touch someone to go out and help someone or help some organization that's helping people because we really have to give it forward. And that's what it's all about. It will give somebody the courage when they see a person sleeping on the bench or they see a a mother or a family sitting outside McDonald's while people ignore them. Then they'll say, I'm going to do something. People ask me all the time, Coach, you don't care who's watching. I said, yes, I do. God is watching. Amen, brother. And as long, I mean, and and people see me do that, and they come out to my car and say, sir, I saw you feed those people. I saw you help those families. 
What do you get out of it? I said, the greatest feeling in the world. Every time that you give, you open up. I'm going to say this. Then, I, then a, a man told me that we have a hole in our soul that can't be filled until we help somebody. Mm. And, hey, I'm the luckiest man in the world to have people come by St. James Baptist Church and say, Coach, I have some toys in the car for children, which is my biggest need because when you're poor, you don't have time for toys. And these so people, you know, and these people watch 10 or 12 little kids, five, maybe six first graders, and I tell them, okay, guys, toys are free. And they pick out toys, and the gentleman who donated the toys said, Coach, you sold them all. I said, yes, sir. I said, that's my gift, the gift of hospitality, the gift to look a child in the face and say, Coach, help everybody. And he right. goes home, and and he goes home, and his grandmother says, where did you get Grandmama, I was at the church. Coach helped me out. But grandmama, we owe Coach a favor. And everybody laughed. And that grandmother, maybe not that week, but two or three weeks down the line, comes to St. James Baptist Church, knocks on the door, and says, Coach, I got 60, I got five dozen chocolate chip cookies, homemade. And she stands in the door, and I run and get the cookies. And we make eye contact, and she tells me, I can send my kids down here anytime. I say, sure. <laughs> I say, next time, an alpha pie. <laughs> Everybody laughs, but that grandmother who I told that, she can't wait to bake me a pie. I mean, and that's the whole intention, to let people know. People will help you. Just let them know what you need. Yo. Hey, Henry. Yeah. I really appreciate it, man. I thank you so much for coming and being part of the show. Tell us one more time how we could give to your ministry. Um, St. James Baptist Church, 3500 Charles Avenue, Coconut Grove, Florida, 33133. Give it to us and one more time. Okay. St. James Baptist Church, 3500 Charles Avenue. Coconut Grove, Florida, three three one three three, and make the checks payable to St. James Baptist Church. Thank you so much, Henry. Man, I really appreciate you coming and being a part of the show. Don't be a stranger, man. We're here every Monday night on Sports Info UM, VoiceAmerica.com. Thank you very much because I know somebody out there is going to go, I can do something. Thank you very I much. I know that's right. Hey, thank you, Henry. I appreciate it. Hey guys, I was Talk to you later. Thank you, Henry. Thank you so much. Henry Raffer, former University of Miami running back, um, 1970 to 1974. He was a coach at the University of Miami from 1975 to 1977. And Henry was only the second black, second African-American to ever make all state in Tennessee. Wow. Hey, um, I think we got a call on the line. Damon, we got Damon on the line, Josh. Damon, what's happening? Hey, what's up, Daryl? Hey, man, loving this life I got, man. Sorry we couldn't get you on when Henry was on. Um, 
Well, what's been going on, buddy? Not a whole lot, man. I'm just uh, phoning uh, Carousel with a uh, college football. Hey, uh, well, Miami's back on track. Let's just say that. You know, we lost LSU. I went to Texas for that loss too, Damon. You're talking about a bad loss, man. I'm I'm out there in Jerry's world. Didn't have the best tickets, so I was sitting kind of high, and um, and we lost like that, man. And you know, you go you when you go on a road trip, the worst thing is in the world is when you leave in the third quarter or at the third end of the third quarter. Anytime during the third quarter, that means your team is losing. Because otherwise, if you were winning big, you'd stay there. You would stay, yeah, I agree. Yeah, so that was an awful loss for us, man. But then uh, then I saw uh, Florida State play the next night against Virginia Tech, and they didn't look good at all. Didn't look good at all. Well, I mean, you fall down to the following week, they didn't look good at all during that game either. Because I don't know if it's a new concept or what, but... We're going to have to get it together because when we face uh, the bigger teams, we're going to have to be ready. SMU, we should have been blowing them out. But we yeah, no, that that was Sanford y'all played. That's a real small school. Yeah, and then, yeah. you know, you got Syracuse coming up, Northern Illinois, Louisville, got Miami on the schedule. We play y'all in Miami this year. Man, and y'all play Clemson in the regular season, Wake Forest, NC State, Notre Dame, Boston College, and the Gators. So, Florida, and, and you know what? You know what's really kind of disturbing? Um, it's really disturbing, Damon, is that Willie Taggart is on the hot seat only after two games, my brother. Hey, hey uh, Damon, I want you to hold, on the, hold through the break, man. We're going to talk a little bit more about this Florida State, about Florida football, about what's going on in college football in the state of Florida. Right after these messages, we'll be right back with more Sports Info UM on voiceamerica.com. Your internet flagship station for sports... Sports. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby on Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. 
Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver. Call him today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send an email to sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, we got Damon on the line. Damon talking a little bit about college football and especially Florida State, who appears to be struggling. And they really had a struggle against Sanford. And I ain't talking about the Sam, the, the Sanford, S-A-N-F-O-R-D, out in California. I'm talking about Sam, S-A-M-F-O-R-D. And this team went out of North Carolina, Damon? Yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure, but it, they came out of, uh, I, I believe it's out of Texas. Okay, yeah. Uh, um, the, the Sanford Bulldogs. The, the Sanford Bulldogs. And um, they gave they gave um, they gave the guys all they can handle on Saturday, man. I'm not, I'm not surprised because um, everybody come to play the top level teams and just get their name out there. So it, it, I can't blame them. And, and you're right about that, you know. And, and Florida State, they got to know they're gonna get everybody's A game. But let me ask you a question. You know, they lost big to Virginia Tech. I mean, 24-3. They barely escaped this team, um, Sanford, um, 26 to um, 36. They play Syracuse this Saturday. Is Willie Taggart's job on the line? Will we see him not even make it through the season, or will we see him? If he doesn't win the majority of the games this season, say he loses six or seven games this year, will they will they get rid of Willie Taggart? Well, anything's possible, even with in the NFL. Our jobs have been on the line, but you got the interim coaches that can step in, but his philosophy is not fitting right here in Florida State like it did in Oregon, but. Uh, Everybody, I mean, you can see you can see the plays are being developed from from the house, and they're not executing. Oh, in a style of way that we're used to we're used to seeing. But you know, um, some people have have said Willie Taggart um, was overrated. You know, I've I read that. So recently that um, they had a list of coaches overrated, and his name was at the top of that list in the top three. Um, I, I I have a tendency to think that we have to wait and see what's going to go on with uh, with this Willie Taggart thing, and and I I, I think 
I think it's a wait and see. You know, he's had success at Oregon. Um, he had a lot of success at um, at South Florida. So I, I think, I really think that um, he could be successful at, at Florida State. But are the alumni going to give him a, a, a serious, a serious, um, serious look? Is he going to get three years? That's the question. Well, let's just hope he make it through the first year because um, it's, the play calling is it's, it's like um, you you can see it from the home front. So you know, defense is it's right there on it. So we'll, we'll give him another shot, you know, in another season. But I'm 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 just being biased. I want to make sure you know everything's going good with him. Hey, I I agree, you know. But um, when we when we look at um. When we look at what um, what his his predecessor is doing at Texas A&M, he won his first game 59-7. And he gave the number two team in the nation all they could handle and some on, on Saturday um, where it took um, – actually, this game went in the um, – I think it went in the overtime. Uh, but anyway, Texas A&M lost to um, – they lost to Clemson, 28-26. Yeah, yeah. So this was a heck of a game. Yeah. And and, and, I, and I really think that, um, you know, Jimbo Fisher is, you know, he, he, he made it clear it was just time for him to leave Florida State. Maybe he saw the paint. He, maybe he saw the writing on the wall, you know. And what? Also, maybe he, he, saw, he saw the money on the check, too. But. You can't blame him because he's up in age. You got to get what you can now rather than later because you, you don't know what's going to happen later. I I, I agree. I, I, I would agree with that. You know, um, but Willie Taggart, he, he, he got a bump in salary. He, you know, he's making, um, he's making five million a year, but, um, uh, Jimbo Fisher's making seven point five million a year. You know that's 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 a lot more. That's you know uh, that's that's two hundred. That's a lot more than than um than Tiger. And is he deserving? I would I would have to say yes. I think his body of work speaks speak for itself. And Tiger, really, I'm telling you, man, if this guy does not produce a little bit more than what he's produced in the last two games. You're going to start hearing some people at Florida State saying some bad things about him, and they're going to start calling for his job, and it's just not going to be a pretty scene, I don't think. I don't see that being a good thing for Willie Tech. Yeah. Yeah. So, Damon, uh, what's the thing about those games in the NFL yesterday? Well... Um, my, my most intriguing game was uh, Cleveland and uh, Pittsburgh. Um, it was even playing field because of the rain. The rain had a, a factor in that game. And from my honest uh, opinion, Cleveland should have won. They had several opportunities to win, but they, they didn't. They didn't know how to win. 
And I agree. That was the game of the week. Yeah, I, 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 that was a really good game. And, um, and, and hey, I'm sure Cleveland, Cleveland can't be mad with the tie. You know what I'm saying? No. That's a moral victory for them. Huh, what are you talking about? That's that's a big time victory for for the for the Browns. You know, to start the season with a with a tie, and they lost every game last year. Oh, without question, that's a big time victory for them. Yeah, and, and I think I think the Browns might go ahead. That's just a bar for their season. If if they if they 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 uh, had a tie with Pittsburgh. The sky is limited, but you know uh, that's, that's the first time since '71, I think it was. But you know, the sky is limited now. But if it's uh, abounds, and you know, and before we get off of this game, what do you think um, about uh, Le'Veon not being a part of that game yesterday? And you know, th- this could be a, a, a ongoing thing. If he Le'Veon Bell not being a part of the Steelers organization, it could be two weeks. It's already going to be two weeks if he doesn't play this week, and uh, it it could be even longer. They didn't beat the Browns. They tied the Browns yesterday, the worst team in in the NFL for like the last five or six or seven years. Do you think this is writing on wall for the for the Steelers? Get Le'Veon Bell in camp right away. Well, I, I wouldn't be uh, in discretion and distress to do it because the running back got like 137 yards. Um, they still can. Uh, it was it was against Cleveland, but they took a team at running back to um, get the yards that they need. But um, getting tougher teams, who knows? But what well, I, I tell you. He's, I, he's I tell you, man, because he's been watching. James Conner, he was a really good running back at Pittsburgh in the University of Pittsburgh, and now he's with the Steelers, just driving across town. And he's he's a big running back too, six one, two thirty three, and um and and you're right. Um, yesterday he ran for one hundred and thirty five yards and two touchdowns, thirty one attempts. Um, that. <laughs> Maybe that might be might be writing on the wall for Le'Veon Bell. Hey, he better get in camp. He better get his act together because maybe they don't need him. You know, they got the yards well, on the ground yesterday. He he, he was uh he, he was concerned because he watched the game because he was on Twitter or whatever you know putting his post up. But he already he was just concerned because he he maybe he thought his job was in jeopardy because of that. Connor did good, but you know they kind of they got a guy do the same thing you can do, but no, no, he stand out. He got like the line, the line. They're gonna feel the Connor. You know, um, Ben Roethlisberger has been talking about retiring for the last two years, and when you look at his numbers uh, from yesterday. And he's 36 years old, but one touchdown and three interceptions. 36 years old, it might be time for him to um, to, to to hang his cleats up. 
And and I don't think it's just going to be talk much longer because, you know, Ben Roethlisberger is not the same kind of quarterback as Tom Brady. Tom Brady has been upright most of his life in the NFL. He's been well protected. Well, Ben Roethlisberger has taken some serious licks. He's had surgeries, had injuries. Um, I just don't say, think he's the same quarterback he was, say, five or six years ago. When we look at Tom Brady, he hasn't lost that much throughout the years. But another coach that I think might be on the hot seat is the Dallas Cowboys coach, man. And, um, you know, here it is. He, he opened the season with a loss. Um, not so not so sure how much I'm not so sure how much longer Jerry Jones is going to put up with um, with with the Dallas Cowboys losing like they're losing and not making the playoffs. That's the key is them just not making the playoffs. Well, as a Niners team and a Niners team is losing, now you got to go to Plan B. Yep. Wait, Dan, we got to get out of here, man. We're going to take, we got to get out of here. We about to close this show. I appreciate you calling, man. Don't be a stranger. We're here every Monday night at voiceamerica.com. All right, Dan. Thank you for having me. Hey, always, brother. Thank you for being a part of it. Yep. But before we get out of here, let's talk a little bit about what's going on in this NFL. You know, um, not only did the Steelers not look good without Le'Veon Bell and um, Ben Roethlisberger did not look good, but I, I'm really concerned about these Cowboys and Dakota Prescott. He didn't look very good, and I really am surprised at how the Chicago Bears let the let the Green Bay Packers come back last night and and steal that game from them, and I mean. Steal that game from them. And when we look at what uh, Richard uh, Trubisky did last night, you know, he's through for 171 yards. You cannot win an NFL playoff game. Well, I can't say that. You cannot be a productive quarterback in the NFL when you throw for 171 yards and your counterpart throw for 286 yards. It's just too big of a difference. And and it makes you wonder how some of these teams are going to make it. And they're not going to make it because they're just dinking and dunking down the field. And you really look up and they're not going anywhere. They make a few first downs, but they're not. They don't have quarterbacks that are willing to take a chance downfield. And you have to be willing to take a chance downfield. But one co- one quarterback yesterday that was willing to take a chance downfield, and that was Ryan Fitzpatrick. And I mean, when, and when we talk about this cat, Ryan Fitzpatrick, hey, 417 yards, four touchdowns. Hey, that you 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 got to be willing to take a chance downfield when you when you throwing for that kind of those kind of numbers. But where does Jameis Winston fit into this whole thing? After the three-game suspension, will he be able to come back and start? Or will Ryan Fitzpatrick be playing so well that they don't need him to start? Maybe they may think he may mess up the chemistry of the game. And maybe they might just get rid of Jameis Winston. You never know. And maybe they might just give him a big-time giant contract and tell him, hey, you the man, Jameis. Come on in here. We've been waiting on you. Hey, guys. We'll be back next week with more Sports Info UM on voiceamerica.com. Thank you for this week, and we'll see you next week. 
Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more sports info UM. We'll see you then. 